Hey everyone, it's me, Joanna. Um, welcome to another episode of the Pondercast. I can't believe it. This is the fourth episode. And um, today I have Cecile, who basically is the reason I think I started this podcast is because I actually, I really wanted to talk to her. And since the beginning of the year, we've been trying to get together to just talk and hang out, but we never seem to have time. And (laughs) crazy enough, we managed to find time to record this podcast. So I'm really, really excited that she's coming today uh, to chat with me. Um, With her, I definitely, definitely want to talk about uh, creativity and how she, mm, she wrote a book, you guys. She wrote a freaking book and she has a normal full-time job. So how, how do you combine those two worlds? Now, I think she works in marketing. Actually, I might be making a huge mistake here, but I think she works in marketing, which maybe is a more creative um, career job thing, but still, you know, it's an office job. Okay. That's me putting major judgment on people's work. I'm so sorry. You guys, I don't know what's happening to me right now. I, it's crazy. Right before I, I, I pressed record, I was feeling super overwhelmed, uh, super bummed out. I've just, I've just been really busy and I haven't really been taking care of myself lately. And um, that's one of the biggest lessons I need to learn is to take care of myself, to give myself enough rest because I need it and I haven't been doing that. And um, as excited as I was to do Cecile's uh, uh, chat, at the same time, I was kind of like, oh, I wish I could cancel it because right now I'm just so tired and... I'm in a weird mood. Um, Yeah, there's some stuff coming up for me uh, recently. Uh, I I took a mindfulness class last night and uh, I realized I have a lot of anger just kind of that, that I've pushed away and I think I need to deal with that, but I don't want to because anger is not one of the emotions that I like to, um, to feel. I've somehow taught myself that anger is not something that we should feel. It has no value. It has no utility. Nothing good comes from it. I've somehow taught myself that. But I, last night at this mindfulness class, I just felt it coming up. Anger, anger, anger. I'm so angry. And I, I know what I'm angry about. Um, but I don't know how I'm going to deal with that. So I need to figure that out. But the crazy thing is, now I'm sitting here um, recording this introduction. Cecile's on her way over soon. And I have this huge smile on my face. Isn't that... That's crazy. I... This podcast is... Right now at the moment, the most fun thing I'm doing. And... um, I'm so so excited and honored and grateful that I can share it with you listening. And I hope that you can feel my excitement through the headphones because I'm really excited. I'm really sitting here with this huge smile on my face. So I'm going to keep it short because it's already uh, <laughs> it's already a long introduction again. Um, 
I just wanted to say thank you guys for listening. Thank you for coming back, listening to another episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this one. Let's see where Cecile and I go in today's chat. always really awkward in the first few moments yeah but i mean i was telling you it's kind of a lot of mixed feelings because you have feelings coming from the ego thinking mm-hmm. oh i can share my things or she wants me to share and all this thing about like feeling important and, yeah. blah, blah, blah. and then all the kind of like what do i really want to share what mm. how far could i just just like completely you know uh, let yeah, go and just up, open yeah. up completely or, or am I still going to have some barriers or something yeah. I want to protect uh, and also quite exciting to yeah. be able to share with you but also with other people through yeah. your through your, uh, yeah. through your podcast so it's like yeah. yeah yeah I totally understand because I have the same thing um there, yeah, I have exactly the same thing. Every time I'm recording, I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. Especially when I'm doing the introduction and the outro. Mm-hmm. Because that's like my moment where I also get to share a little bit from myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing that I actually do enjoy, maybe that's an ego thing, but I do enjoy sharing a little bit about myself as well. Like how I feel or what is happening for me. And I had that today. So I was, I was in my introduction explaining like, oh, I'm feeling, I have this anger that's bottled up and blah, 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 blah. Um... But then also being like, oh, and then noticing the moment where I go, oh, now I feel like maybe I'm not sharing too much, but like, am I being too uh, narcissistic because Mm -hmm. I'm talking about myself? Yeah, yeah. I sometimes also the same as well. So weird. But um, what I'm noticing is that people, um, and for myself as well, like I enjoy having the space to do that, to share that, you know? To share a story. I think, um, I think, I think we all actually need that. In the end, I think we all want to share something, you know? That's what I'm noticing. Because the funny thing is, is everyone's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous, or I, I, have not, I don't know what you want me to talk about. Mm-hmm. But then in the end, like, suddenly two hours are passed. And... But I think, for me, you know, about the fact that... I, I've written and I want to continue writing. Mm-hmm. There is also a part, of course, which is narcissistic, but I don't think it's just narcissistic. It's just about the fact that I want to be able to share some beautiful things I feel or mm. experience or I create because of yeah. the nose and all. Like, like, just because we also like to receive. I like to receive. Yes. When I read, for instance, a really beautiful book, a really beautiful story, you're like, wow, that's that's just great. You you yeah. just like kind of like enjoying the receiving all these emotions or all this image and everything. Mm. So because we also know what it is to receive, you're like, I I, I want to be able to give that to other people. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Well, great that you mentioned <laughs> that you've written a story because you've written a book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I have to be honest with you. I think one of the main reasons I started this podcast is because I wanted to talk to you. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's it's really true. I really think you are like the top of my list where I was like, okay, if if I were to do this podcast, like, why do I want to do this podcast? Okay, because I want to talk to people who I think are doing really interesting things 
uh, job wise or creativity wise and mm-hmm. and you know they're really um managing to do both in a way either as a job a creative job or that they're managing to do you know this is me labeling it an, a boring office job but then also really getting the maximum out of their creativity mm-hmm. um and you're you're one of those people when i found out that you had written a book i was like what <laughs> I remember you told me and I was just so surprised and because I don't think I know anyone in my life. I didn't really know. Uh, No, I met since one person in my kind of circle who also written a book and uh, and did self-publishing herself. And I read the book. It was like, oh my God. So it's, it's a very intimate, really intimate book. She's talking about... Um, uh, experience uh, as a young adult and it's all based on our real life and mm-hmm. it was like oh my god it's like really tough things happens to her yeah. and then also she talks about um, a spiritual experience because she's a very spiritual experience and like uh, she she somewhat met a spirit or an angel or however you want to call it so I was like so impressed by her being able to share something like so like yeah intimate like uh yeah, I mean, it's, I don't realize sometimes, probably because I'm like, yeah, I've written a book, but it's not published. But I had so many people who told me, oh my God, you've written a yeah, book. Yeah, exactly. You've, I was like, <laughs> you've written a book, yeah. How, can we talk about the, um, the process of how you mm-hmm. came to start writing a book? Okay, it's a kind of long, <laughs> long thing. But let's say... I think from when I was young, I enjoyed like uh, reading and I enjoyed writing, but like just writing little stories and stuff. And then um, later on, as a as a as an adult, I did um, drama, mm-hmm. and I had the opportunity to join one class which was um, uh, writing, but writing for drama for a year. Okay. For a year, and then the second year we did the project, and we kind of uh, it was such a enjoyable like. Uh, thing to do the group I was with was fantastic the energy who was in the group was fantastic and we're just writing we didn't write like a novel but we're all writing different bits and pieces and we were using also acting mm-hmm. to sometimes help stimulate the the writing and vice versa and that was just like a really inspiring class mm-hmm. from that moment we wrote together like a short um, script which never been uh, filmed, but we had a we had a, a script together. We wrote bits together, kind of mm-hmm. like all adding to the to the pieces. And then after that, I mean, uh, nothing really came out of it, and 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 uh, and that was kind of it. And then um, it's been in my mind for a long time. Mm-hmm. I kept saying each time, I want to write. I want to write. Didn't didn't do it. Don't know why. I had some time. The time just didn't do it. So I think I was probably not ready. I had to. Mm-hmm. The right moment had to come. And uh, when I was young, I enjoyed writing. Also, when you have to do, um, how do you say, essay mm-hmm. at school, and especially when you're younger, when they ask you sometimes some really cool subject. And mm-hmm. I, I, love the, I love that. I love to be able to write. But the thing is, and I love drawing as well, as I was a child. And I think the thing is, I put a kind of a lid on it because, I mean, my bringing society, mm. my parents, I was, they were not embracing me having any kind of creative job so okay. I somewhat follow a path which was 
say a bit more traditional, even if somewhat I ended up being in a very creative industry. Mm -hmm. I'm not a creative in my job, but I'm in a creative industry. So I think the writing has been in the back of my mind for for many years, mm -hmm. but somewhat I did, so I said I did this one year thing, it was good, and then, don't know, I just like went back to my box. I don't know, mm -hmm. it was keep of like having some stab of it, but not embracing it completely. And, um, and maybe also because I doubt about myself. Okay. Mm -hmm about what I can do and where I really like kind of did the jump was like uh, three years ago and it was after a really bad breakup so it was after mm -hmm. a really really tough uh, moment in my life one of the hardest one I had to live so it was like bad breakup losing my job so we kind of like a lot of things I had to move out it was lots of things happening in my life which was kind of like really 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 tough and um I overcame this and mm -hmm. I think it was really big lessons for me, lots to learn from that. And somewhat it kind of helped me release, uh, release thing, something inside me. And, um, and I've seen, I've seen in passing, there was this, uh, American book set, uh, classes that were doing workshops. I've seen mm -hmm. it before. I said, oh, maybe one day, no, no, no. until after that summer, which was like a kind of a traumatic summer, I seen it again and decided I was like, that's it, I've got to do it. I'm gonna sign up in September, I'm doing this mm. weekend. It felt right inside me. It felt like it's the right moment, I need to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I did. So I did sign up, went to these two two days, and that was um what do you say? That's that was the trigger for uh for me writing. And what happened it's again, we're talking about some kind of ego, yeah. uh, ego thing, but it was like, we had to write a short story overnight. And the second day, um, she, the teacher was reading all the stories from everyone anonymously. So she, she, we didn't know who was written mm. what, but so she was writing the short story for everyone. And she asked everyone to put, um, one or two questions, constructive feedback, if you want to mm -hmm. take constructive feedback. And when she read my story, I had several people crying. And I was like, oh my God. And I never, I, I, just, I never had this experience because I never really had people reading, Read. you know, what I wrote. And it was like, and suddenly it was like so touching mm -hmm. and such a revelation of thinking, oh my God, that means I can touch people yeah. with what I wrote. Yeah. And then you're like, so of course you have the ego thinking, oh. And then you also have the thing like, oh shit. Oh my God, it's not just, that means it's something important. It's not just me in yeah, my little voice. Right. It's saying to me that it's right. You know, it's not something like you think, okay, I think there's something that I really need now to mm -hmm. get into. Mm -hmm. And then um, I went I went back home and I started to just say, oh, so what do I do? Started writing little short stories and things like that for the following weeks. I didn't know if I wanted to write a collection of short story mm. or a novel a novel seems a bit daunting to me and then I don't know it's just like I went back to that story the short story uh, I've written and and I just said what if that was the beginning right. it's an episode between two kids and I was like what was it if it was an episode of like what happened in the past and now we're back in the present and they're both adults and I took it from there and then after that it mm -hmm. just kind of came kind of naturally I don't know it's just like I got the inspiration yeah. and I had lots of ideas ideas I put on, you know, on paper just to see and and uh, and 
I didn't write every day. Yeah, because uh, I want to. I want to talk about how, yeah how I like how did yeah how what was the discipline for you to end up with a book, you know the 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 thing is <laughs> there wasn't really, and I know some people say you need to write a page every day. Yeah. you have you have like you can read lots of things and there isn't one method or whatever. I. I, I was writing when I felt it was right for me. So if I was not in a good energy, I would not write. Sometimes mm-hmm. I wouldn't write for days. And sometimes I would just like, oh my God, I want to write. I've got this, this thing. And I, and I had this kind of a realization, which was a bit magical at some point, thinking, oh, I want to go back. You know, like you, you haven't written for a bit, for instance. Or, and then I say, I want to go back to writing. Like... With the same joy that when you enjoy reading a book you really like, you know, mm. you can't like put off because you really want to know what's going on next. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I want to know what's going to happen next, except I had to write it. Mm. And I didn't know what was going to happen. But I said, I want to know what's happened next, what's going to come to me yeah. in my head and what's going to happen to these characters. Because then you really get to love your characters. Yeah, You create them, but then you get attached to them. It's kind yeah. of like kind of magical because you're like, oh, I want to know what, and then sometime I plan things. I was thinking, oh, maybe this could happen, and maybe this could happen. And as I was writing, this didn't feel right anymore because then, with what happened with that character, it didn't feel like it was fitting anymore. Mm. Or I had, oh, this already something bad happened to that person. I don't want to have another really sad thing happen to that person. So maybe I still give us something good, you know. <laughs> Like you, you decide yeah. on their on their face, yeah. you know, like so on you their, didn't on their, on their destiny, sorry, on their. So you didn't know starting out how you were going to end it. No. Wow, interesting. No, I didn't, and I, I had an idea, and it did. It, it was didn't not, go there. No, no, no I had a, I had some ideas, and I was like, oh, maybe this could happen. Yeah. And I would write on the side one episode, or just like even if it was just like a paragraph, just say, oh, just an idea yeah. come up, and I had my notes on the side. But now things evolved differently. And sometimes there are things which I put back. Mm-hmm. I uh, at some point say, oh, there's this idea I had. Like, yeah, it makes sense. And sometimes not at all. And yeah. So when were you writing? I was writing... Because um, you had a job? Uh, not always. Because I was working uh, at the time freelance. Okay. So I had, I had months where I was working, months I was not working. So there was a period when I had more time mm-hmm. to write. Uh, but I, it doesn't mean I only wrote when I was not working. Yeah. I worked sometime uh, at the weekends, especially Sunday. Sunday, Sunday is, is a good day. <laughs> like I don't know, because it's usually the kind of day you chill yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. uh, I went on holiday for a week um, with friends, and I also wrote quite a bit then because we was a party of friends. But during the day, we kind of like did whatever we wanted, and we would join later mm. each other later. So I had time as well for myself and writing. Sometimes writing on a train when you go somewhere. I wrote in lots of different places, okay. and also a lot from home. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes in the evening, mm-hmm. uh, but I never really force myself yeah. to write. It wasn't like every day from seven to nine I have to write, or like. Before I go to work, I have to have written one page. Yeah, you no. were just writing when it when it, it felt. Yeah, it felt. But, yeah. And I have to say, I'm quite lucky for that. But I did try the experience because we were. I met two through this two days workshop. I met mm-hmm. two two girlfriends, and then we were doing a writing club. We were just meeting time to time, just to share and encourage each other. 
And at some point, I did try to say, okay, I'm going to try to discipline myself. And it just didn't work for me. Suddenly, mm. as I was, you know, I felt the pressure of writing. Right. The, yeah. the creativity was like, oh, no, no, no. I was like, um, so I just, I had to, I like to let it, you know, just flow, flow when it wants to flow. Yeah. You can't force it. But you still, you still need to, you still need to think, okay, I have to find this is the right space and the right time. Yeah. And like, uh, cause if not, you, you have to find the right balance because uh, if I could also say, oh, tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. So sometimes I just say, okay, just sit down and just start and see if, see if something happened. And then mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't, and sometimes he's like, yeah, oh, I've got lots of ideas. Let's mm-hmm. go back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I did, I, I did need to have some discipline with my notes because I realized at the beginning I was writing and I keep rereading what I I'd wrote yeah. just because I didn't remember certain things. So I was like, oh, what did I do? So I started writing on the side kind of summary of what I was writing plus names, dates, everything I left open like... Uh, when there is, you know, sometimes a dot, dot, dot kind of like, yeah. this is what uh, she didn't know that this would happen later. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I've got to resolve it later. I can't just leave it there and forget yeah. about it. So all these things, and, and, and yeah, because I have lots of characters and there's like kind of three generations, you also have to write a little bit of backstory. You say, okay, so the grandma, this is what, I'm gonna, this is what her life is about. And mm-hmm. starting to pick characters. And you need that on the side, so you don't need to reread Right. all the time what you and I know what you written to remember yeah so I I didn't do it at the very beginning and then I started to say okay no it's not manageable I have to write everything and all the ideas coming up I sort of said something I use and don't use but like maybe this is what happened okay write it down yeah so you you empty your brain at least it's there and yeah. then you can go back to it when you feel like uh, using it yeah but it took me roughly 18 months for the Ooh. first draft like, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's long or not. I, I don't know like, either. Don't For like... me, it's, it sounds so short, 18 months. But um, with period, I was writing more period. I didn't write yeah. for weeks because there was also period when I worked and I was really, really taken by the job. And uh, like the energy was not right because you're tired, you got stressed from work and everything. And then you're like, no, well, it's yeah. no point. I don't want to have to force myself to write. Yeah. It has to be a pleasure. So that's like, it will come back. Like, um, yeah. Did you ever feel like you wanted to be spending more time writing, but you couldn't because l- real life was happening yeah. in that sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Was there a pressure on yourself? Maybe not a pressure or maybe just a, a thought where you're like, I will finish this, but it doesn't matter when. Or were you like, I want, I want it to be done by this and this time. Uh, I do want this story to have an ending. Or was it more of a, let's see where it goes and and it'll end when it ends. Do you know what I'm, you know what I mean? I had a little bit of a moving target. I okay. didn't want to be five years writing my story because somewhat once I find this, I first thought, oh, I want also to be able to share it and I don't mm. want to have years and years waiting to. But I had a moving target. I said, oh, maybe at the end of the year. It sounds like far away. And then you realize at the end of the year, it's not finished. Yeah. Because yeah. you haven't been writing every day. Yeah. Was this thing. So I had a kind of a moving target. But you had so, a target. But yeah. and You, just you had a goal. It. I just, yeah. I didn't want to just leave it completely open. So yeah. first I would say maybe next year. And then it, it yeah. took a bit longer until my first draft was finished. Yeah. But when I was thinking about 
Work is a, is a kind of interesting thing because there were periods I was stressed and really not enjoying my job. And I was talking to a girlfriend about that and she said maybe also that gives you the space, the, the good space outside that to give you the, the good energy outside. Sometimes, I know there's two things, sometimes mm-hmm. the job is not enjoyable yeah. and because it was not enjoyable, I was enjoying the moment where I was not in the job. Right. And really like enjoying the, the, the moment, the downtime when I can really go to another world in my story. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have the pressure of the job who makes it like your energy is drained and you just can't. You can't even get out of it when you're not at the job. Yes, yeah. I know it's, it's two completely different feelings. Yeah. Both, I, I lived both at some point. Like, you, know. uh, you never had a feeling of like, I'm actually wasting my time at this job. Well, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm putting up a lot of stuff on you because um, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm wasting time at my job because I really just hate my job. But actually, I, I don't know how you feel about your job, about the work no, that you so, do. So at the time of that, at the time when I was doing, uh, when I was writing, I was not in job. I really was not happy in my job. Mm. And and obviously, you're like, I, I've been paid where I want to quit and I just want to stop it and everything. But then you have, I have to pay my bill and I have yeah. to pay my rent and I have to pay that. And then you just like, and somewhat you all worked up really good because uh, my boss told me we're not sure we're going to be able to we're, we're going to renew your contract I'm like you know what I don't want to <laughs> <What's going on? laughs> I'm like you know because I felt I really need to get out because the energy I was getting was not right for me and it was like stressful and not so I was like somewhat we found the, the good um, a good way for me to stop but yeah I had that and I was like yeah. and I always say oh be dream if I can just write but I don't have to worry about all the life yeah, you yeah, know but yeah, obviously yeah, it's, yeah. It's you gotta not, pay the bills you exactly. gotta put food on the table so yeah. since this happened and since that I had been working for a, a year on freelance basis so I short like mm-hmm. three or four months and then stop and like three four months which were still you know intense kind of period of uh, but at least it gave me a little bit more um, freedom mm-hmm and now I've just started a new job and crossing fingers. I really have a really good energy, but a really good feeling about this job. And yeah. also, um, it's a it's a it's a company who really value um, life uh, work life balance. And uh, so I feel like I feel that like there I can not only blossom but also have the space outside mm-hmm. to really have a life mm-hmm. and enough time for for my writing too. So. I'm crossing fingers. Yes, this, this yeah. is going to continue this way. Like, because uh, what is it that you do as a job? Because you are in the creative industry. Yeah, so I always work in advertising. Advertising. Okay. Yeah. I said in my intro, I was like marketing. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. <laughs> also, okay. advertising and advertising. communication, and always in working in agencies. So mm-hmm. it's agencies who create communication campaigns. Yeah. kind of varied it could be traditional and now more and more is digital and uh, for all set of clients like uh, it could be all kind of brands i worked for 20 years so i have like really different yeah. brands and then clients kind of clients and kind of products uh but i'm not a creative because i my my job title is a can director mm-hmm. and a can director is kind of somewhat i like the analogy of a conductor mm-hmm it's like you're kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. You're the one who is handling the relationship with the client, the client being the marketing team, 
communication team for more specific brand or company. And then you also uh, in the middle of the project. So you're the one who will um, talk to the creative. You will the one who will follow the production. You were the one. So you get different people coming in throughout the process of mm. creating the communication campaign. And you're always the kind of the red thread. You're the mm. one in the middle. So I like the conductor because the conductor is right. like, the energy of life, you have a lot of musicians and you yeah. need to make sure everyone is in harmony to yeah. at the end create a great peace. And uh, I'm not creative. I'm not the one who's going to come up with the idea, uh, with the script or with yeah. the visual or with the yeah. line. Or is that whatever. not something you wanted to do? Yeah. But it yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like a lot of people, I think a lot of people wanted to be creative when they were kids and then they didn't. Why when didn't? I was when I was little, what I really wanted to do was yeah. drawing. And why didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> because because of society and my parents. I mean, uh, I'm not even sure if my parents did it consciously or if I felt the pressure of it's not a proper job, it's not a real job, you know. Mm. Artist or creative is like so, and I I think it's kind of a both. I don't think my parents. I mean, never you're doing yeah. to do this and whatever but like probably I felt or sort of felt like no I need to follow a more traditional path yeah so I did like business study and but I wanted to do that I also wanted to be a journalist funny enough when I was like 14 mm-hmm. or something like that and my parents like I remember that my parents told me you know journalists there's so many people who want to be journalists you're never going to be able to live from that you know mm. nah, nah, nah. so it discouraged me yeah yeah but like from Drawing when I was like seven or eight to journalists when I was a teenager, there was still something about, yeah. you know, even writing with journalists. But then I just said, no, okay, I'll do something. And then I was like, but I still want to do something. In, and then I ended up in advertising, which is a very creative industry. Yeah. But not as a creative. <laughs> That's so, yeah. Why didn't you ever, after, you know, after getting your degree, after getting into whatever advertising agency as an account manager did you never think you know what now i'm gonna switch now yeah. i'm going to be a designer i don't think or... i authorized myself to no I, no i don't know why you know you still, still know at this time at this point in your life oh now I've... yeah nice a bit uh yeah now it's still like the problem is if i really want to become a creative i always say to myself i have to start from the beginning yeah. and that I can't afford it. I yeah, can't yeah. afford to have a really shitty salary. Like, uh, that's, no, I that's understand. the thing. But the, the, yeah. it's very interesting, the company, I mean, because they, I feel they, they have this mentality, this mindset of, of also leveraging the creativity of people. It's a small company, like 22 mm-hmm. people. And to, to be able to switch. And one of the key partners, uh, she was in marketing mm-hmm. for many years. And she now joins this agency as a partner, as a creative. Mm. And I find that fascinating a story because I'm thinking, wow, she managed to do that switch. That's very inspiring to me because maybe one day I will be able to do a switch. And maybe me more writer or or within that industry. It's really, I I like that there is this mentality in the company. I mean, now because it means they have this open mind about it. So, who knows? And the writing? Is this the one book or are you writing more books? No, so... (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I want to write more books. Mm-hmm. Right now, what I need to do, is, it, the last few months have been a bit more boring because once you finish your book, then you have to go through a proofreader to read it and to make sure that there's no mistakes. And because English is not my first language. Ah, you wrote it in English. Yeah, I wrote it in English. We need to talk about it. Hold on. <laughs> Before we, wait. So why did you write it in English? Because my first story was in English. Obviously, I did the yeah. workshop here. And I lived in, Eng- in England. I mean, I speak yeah, really your English, English is great, but... It's not my first language. Yeah. But I'd, it was, I think, a kind of a conscious choice um, because it was easier for me to share okay. first. So first, I was part of this group of two, with two other girls where we were sharing, where we were writing. If I... If I had written in French, I wouldn't have been able to share with them. For mm-hmm. instance, I would have to light on certain people in France. Yeah. And there was also the thing that if one day I want to get published, writing in English opened oh more door to me because I could get published by a Canadian, Australian, mm-hmm. American. I mean, you have a lot more Opportunity, opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. If, it's, if it's French, it's only France or Quebecois. And that's yeah. kind of like French. No. And then it's like, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then also somewhat, and I don't know, I mean, my character is American, but uh, uh, um, a mom uh, mm-hmm. is French. Mm-hmm. So, she, but she lives in, in the States. Mm-hmm. And she always lived in the States. So it felt right to me to write in English because it's her talking. But yeah. then if I was writing in French, it wouldn't make sense yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. Because she's American, just yeah. what she is. Yeah. And like, uh, and the fact she's American came to me kind of naturally. Why? No idea. She, she could have been English, she would have been easier. I, I, probably, I probably wrote more British English than American English. Mm. So I had to add an American proofreader to, mm. to be able to make mm. sure he was American and not British. Right. Because sometimes I use the expression yeah. where I'm more British. Yeah. Some people say, wow, that's complicated. But like, yeah, but it felt right to me that she is American. I felt like, I don't know, inspired by the fact that uh, maybe he's watching too many movies. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, huh. Interesting. So, so yeah, going back going to, back like, to, to the... that. So, so you, you, you have the proofreader. But then after, the thing is you need to write the synopsis. And this is where, and a lot of, a lot of writers, if you read blogs, as I said, synopsis, every, every author hates writing a synopsis. <laughs> because what happened is you wrote this book, yeah. you have this great story, whatever, and now you have to condense your book on one or two page and a paragraph and a one-liner. And you're like, I can't do that. I cannot convey all the emotions, all the things going through da, 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 in one page. And this is really hard because this is where you're like, okay, I started with having a 12 page and then I'm like, okay, I'm like, I have to go down and down and down and down and you yeah. just do that. And then you're like, but I don't want to remove that bit because if I remove that bit, people don't get it. But you have to do this exercise for publishers and agents. They're not reading your book. They're not reading mm. all the books they receive. They, they usually ask you for a synopsis, which is around, like, it depends on the people, but like, two pages or like 700 words or something like that or sometimes just a short paragraph and they ask you the first three chapters or the first 50 pages that's it so you need to be able to give them a sense of what your book is about the evolution of the character until the end so they don't want it's not the back cover of the book they really want to know a to z in one or two pages yeah 
which means you have to make some drastic choices i.e. Yeah. some characters you don't even a lot of characters you just don't even talk about in your synopsis because a secondary character and you have to decide whose character is going to be in your synopsis and what you reveal so it becomes a bit more um rational mm-hmm. than emotional and that's why it's also difficult you have to just say okay this is what happened and, 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 and still yeah, get right. a sense that like, there is an evolution of your character and yeah. what the character experience is there something bad or good happening and that was the hardest thing it's why it took me so long it took me months to write the synopsis and going back on it and also I need to have someone to look at it as well mm-hmm. just someone external to look at it but I couldn't even ask I couldn't ask a friend because I don't want my friend to know what's my book is to give away what the book is about I don't want to them to give in the summary because yeah. that's for me removing the joy of discovering the book yeah yeah but anyway at the end I find someone who is also an author to, okay. to, to, to work who uh, kindly helped me and I uh, said first I shared with him and first it's too long kind of like in a nutshell it's too long and then he helped me give me some pen pointers and then I gave it back to him and then he gave me some final pointers like and then this is that's how it helped me because I'm like I by myself I don't know anymore mm-hmm. I'm like uh, mm-hmm. that's the less fun part yeah <laughs> but now you've created it so now I have all these toolkits yeah I sent it to one agent so far and now mm-hmm. I do need it's just been because of improvisation really busy mm-hmm. with changing job and improvisation lately now it's like okay now you have to create a space and a time to send it to the world I need to send it to agent and publishers mm-hmm. um, I identify some I identify some I still need to identify but these kind of people could be interested and everyone is different so it's like it's like when you apply for a job for mm-hmm. everyone you need to you need to do um, an introduction letter why them and what is it about nah, nah, and giving them whatever they want sometimes they say they want 500 words sometimes they want this thing sometimes mm-hmm. so everyone is not always asking the same thing so that's that's another job right yeah, there yeah yeah wow. and because of that i didn't authorize myself to write continue writing something else because i want i'm thinking i want this thing i want my first book to at least be out there mm-hmm. and just wait because you have to wait but at least it's out there and wait to see if someone pick it up yeah. and then i can just go back to writing something else yeah i have no idea what yeah. <laughs> Uh, I have no idea right now it's not like oh I have an idea in my head it's gonna no. be this I don't know no. I really don't know but I know whatever it's gonna come it's gonna come it's yeah. like um... well I can't wait to read your book <laughs> <laughs> thank you I really I am so curious Actually, there's two things I want to talk about, if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big breakup. Mm-hmm. That's one. The other thing, uh, which is maybe a more standard thing that I've also asked other people, is about confidence and um, self-worth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the big breakup, because I, I just don't know what's so where this goes goes yeah. i mean the yeah. podcast goes yeah. because who, who listens yeah yeah 
Yeah, if it was just you, me, no problem. Okay, we can talk about it off <laughs> mic. <laughs> off mic. We can talk let's, off mic. Let's just say, let's just say it's been, it's been, well, it, it was about... a difficult period because it's somewhat like, what could I say? Um, I found it difficult to, um, I, I stay with that person for the wrong reason mm -hmm. and I find it difficult to leave him because I knew he was not in a good place. He was depressed and he didn't have a job and all these things. So I have, it took me some time to finally have the courage to say stop, to protect myself in knowing I was having the worst role ever mm -hmm. because I was literally like, I mean, mentally, I knew it was going to be really hard on him. And then you're like, but then I stayed and stayed and I'm thinking, but I'm still so not well myself. I can't yeah. continue being with that person. So at the time, I also, and thank God, I had the help of a psychotherapist who helped me um, finding the answer, who helped me like find the courage yeah. um, because I knew it was not right. And after that, he took it very badly and then he, he did things like um, reading my private journal, which is not okay. So oh I had, I had no, it's a strong expression, but uh, for me, I felt like he raped my soul. Yeah. I know it's really no, I guess a it. strong expression, but it's like my private journal is just for me. It's for yeah. nobody else, not even my sister, my mother, my best friend. It's me. It's me and putting my, you know, my everything. soul, everything yeah. in there. Yeah. And he read things and obviously he was like, yeah, he was really violent because of that. And uh, anyway, he, he was, he was a difficult moment because I knew I was, um, he was suffering he, he, and he also um, um, brought a lot of pain to me. So it was some, it was a period which was yeah, really hard. And, uh, but as of every tough experiences, you always have something good happening after and i really yes. believe in that i really and it happens so that's to what me. i that's what i want to yeah maybe so it always his... yeah it's it, it's kind of funny that sometimes it always happened to me like i think i have a really really good guardian angel because there is so many moments in my life when something bad happened and very quickly but mm. very quickly some friends of me of mine say wow Cecile there is something amazing with you it's like you have this thing but then one monster was some some amazing amazing thing happened and he's like yeah I'm like wow <laughs> it's like I needed to go through this really tough moment to you know to unravel something very very positive to be honest and mm -hmm. then so and also I needed to go through that to stand up for myself and to um, and to finally for instance uh, unravel the creativity and allowing myself to do that and yeah. allowing myself to to be free or more free and uh yeah so it's an experience uh that i needed to go through and just realizing that i needed to stand up and stop like pretending and mm -hmm. putting all these stories in my head or mm -hmm. like that and uh, that i needed to be happy for myself and not try to do that for someone else and i was kind yeah. of like trying to make him happy but it's not right if it's, you're not happy yeah and uh so yeah, so it's been like all this thing and, and somewhat it's, it's true, all this thing happened. So I have lost my job, I broke up with, yeah. <laughs> with a boyfriend. I had to find a flat quickly. It was like, okay, what's going to happen? But then some beautiful thing happened. First, uh, after after him, I met, I met someone 
um, um, doing that summer. Not something which lasted, but someone who helped me mm-hmm. as a woman mm-hmm. to feel desirable, to feel, you know, that, uh, oh my God, I can, can love again. I mean, it was not that I was, you know, yeah. it was just like feeling like, ah, oh, I can be in a good place. So someone yeah. who brought back my confidence as a woman. Okay, and then nice. that was that was really really nice and this happened very fast after somewhat it's just like yeah it's yeah. just like finally when I managed to go you know like turn that page which was a painful page something good happened and then um, I found my house so I had to move flats and I was in nice flats in, 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 in the Jordan and I was like oh, I need to find a place and I couldn't find anything and uh, I literally find my house three days before I had to move out three <laughs> days but I was visiting places throughout the summer didn't feel right or sometimes it maybe didn't happen because I needed it was so important to have a place where I felt a good energy mm-hmm. and I felt like I can live there it feels yeah. good it feels right didn't happen and until um, an agent find um, find something for me literally three days before I was already okay it's going to be plan B I'm going to put my stuff in storage being an Airbnb and continue looking but I needed to find the right place yeah. and then this house it was like as soon as I entered the house I was like oh my god this is the place I mean I have to be there I feel such a great energy in, yeah. it is right is it the one where you're living in now? yeah okay yeah yeah it's the one I live in now yeah. and what happened as well which was also kind of uh, magical is like two weeks after I moved in um, my cat oh, w- yeah. walked into my life and this story I mean I, you know I believe in a lot of things yeah. which are not rational but like seriously she entered my life exactly when I needed uh, uh, a being to be to, so I can love a being I can love yeah. and a being can love me yeah. and it's like it's exactly what happened. She started to come through the backyard, and then uh, and I, then I find that that she belonged to one of the neighbor who said to me, "You know what? I'm never around if you want her." I mean, it was kind of like it all happened kind of naturally. She moved in. She literally <laughs> said, "I'm going to move in with you because I want to." Mm. She picked me, but she, and and I needed her to yeah. enter my life at that moment. Yeah. And I started writing also at the moment. I moved in this house, and the cat entered my life, and it was like all these things happened. Yeah. from that moment onwards yeah. and then after that I met some beautiful people too since I met a lot of new people in my life as well and uh, I met some yeah I met I had some beautiful encounter because I think suddenly I opened up mm. but I needed to go through I needed to go through that difficult experience yeah. to suddenly um, open up yeah, yeah. things that you do on like as a as a a sort of a self-care to make sure that you continue to stay open in that sense and continue to stay um, um, for me for example I I've also been through a bad relationship where I lost a lot I basically lost all of my self-worth all of my confidence um was in it longer than I ever should have been. And when I left the relationship, I thought, um, okay, I will never 
I, I know what that was like. I will never find myself in a situation like that again. Mm-hmm. Thought I'd worked through it and become this stronger, you know, <laughs> human being. And then I find myself not, I mean, in, in, a, in, another, in another bad relationship. Not physically abusive like the other one was, but it wasn't a good relationship. It wasn't healthy. And it was also a, 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 a little bit of the same thing where um, finding it difficult to leave because you know the other person is hurting so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm afraid of now, now I'm in a really good relationship Although sometimes I notice that my own trust in the good relationship is like, one of these days the rug is just going to get pulled out from under me and, you know, everything (laughs) I know, (laughs) yeah, it's too good to be true. Um, um, And I I have to work very hard to regain my self-confidence, regain my self-worth and um, and I'm, I'm, I'm still afraid of of ending in a relationship again that's not healthy. Even though I feel like, okay, I'm wiser now. I've I've done some of that self work that you know you need to do to uh, to realize that you're that you were in a codependent relationship and that that's something that you know you you are a dependent person. So you need to figure out how to break free from that mm-hmm. so that in your next relationship you're not a dependent person. Um, so what I'm trying to ask you in a very long way is, uh, are there things that you do to, keep yourself, uh, in healthy relationships in that sense? Um, I think now I really listen to my inner voices. Oh, let's talk about that because how in a voice or whatever no but like it's kind of funny because um when i met my uh, my ex-boyfriend after three months we started to have issues and um we even broke up mm-hmm. for a while before going back together and when we broke up my inner voice or what i felt inside was like no cecile it's not it's not right for you it's not right for me but the, po- the, the issue I had at the time is I wanted to have children mm-hmm. and I wanted to settle down and I wanted to have a family. So it's my rational apps who took over. It's like my rational voice took over because it was like, Cecile, don't be ridiculous. It's fine. You can work things out. You know, you want to have a family, so you need to, you need, yeah. it's your last chance to have a family. And uh, so, but my, if I, listen to my heart, my inner voice, I really want to call it. He was telling me, mm, not right. Yeah. So I stayed, I think, for the wrong reason and tried to auto-convince myself that he was yeah. right. And it's true, we, he, he, was, he, was a, he, I mean, he was a good person. We had a lot of values in common, etc. I'm not, saying, I'm not yeah. saying he's a monster or anything like that. But you, somewhat he felt like it's not, it's not right and I didn't listen to it. And now, in terms of relationship, with the, 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 the thing is, uh, I know I can't have children anymore. It's too late for me, mm-hmm. which is uh, something difficult to overcome. But that, that's, and it somewhat give me now, the good thing from that is it give me the freedom to listen to my inner voice 
and not to stay for the wrong reason. Because now, I why would I stay with mm-hmm. someone for the wrong reason? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I prefer to be alone than with, with someone with the wrong reason. I have that freedom thinking, okay, I don't need to to fit the model of um, um, the perfect family with the two kids and the dog and the house because yeah. I won't be able to anyway. Yeah. And uh, in the same time, I'm thinking, but you know what? Maybe there is a different model. I could also end up with someone who already have children. Yeah. Who knows? But I'd, I'd, I, it won't be like, I absolutely, I won't even date the guy who has children, for instance. Oh, I only, I'm like, you know what? The right person will come along for me. And now I will really listen to what I feel. And as soon as I feel something not right, I mean, I did a bit of dating. And, uh, and after a couple of dates, if I just feel, mm-hmm. don't feel it inside, just don't force it. It's not, you, you can't force it. You yeah. have to listen. You have to yeah. listen to inside, to like, uh, and meditate helped me. I mean, helped me to be much more probably uh, a little bit more listening to mm-hmm. what I feel like uh, people say gut feel instinct whatever you want to call it is you know in a voice but you 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 in fact you usually know but you try to have your you you have different voices talking to you yeah and, like, and, and which like... one is the right one <laughs> no for but me like... but for what happened to me is that um I lost trust in my inner voice because mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I found myself in that situation and, um, and of course, uh, inside I was feeling like this isn't right. You know, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's so obvious it's not right. It's a physically abusive relationship. How can this be right? But yet there was another voice in my head that was saying that somehow convinces you that, well, one, that it was my fault that I yeah. was, you know, thrown against the, the cupboard and whatever. Um, because I shouldn't I shouldn't have yelled at him or I shouldn't have, right. you know, done whatever it yeah, was yeah, that yeah. pissed him off. So, yeah, I find it very difficult to find the right voice to listen to. If well, you like, really I mean, listen like, to... I mean, if we're even just talking about today mm-hmm. or recently, you know, like this this whole job thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, where I really feel like what's happening inside me is telling me just quit, just quit, 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 just take a leap, quit, and the universe will catch you, like it'll work out. But then I'm like, and you know, I'm going to tell you two stories which happened to me, like. Um, so quite a few years ago when I was in France and it's funny, like, you know, you have cycles. Uh, then at the time my boyfriend broke up with me. Um, and I was staying in the job more for his sake than for mine because, mm-hmm. um, we, we was a very serious relationship. We were trying to have children together and it just didn't happen. And then he broke up with me. And then I was like, not even two weeks later, I said, to, I said I'm going to tell my job I'm leaving <laughs> was like that's it yeah and he was like okay I need I need to clean break and I'm thinking okay I need to I need to relieve myself I was staying because I need to have a safe job and, and it was the best decision I've ever made I mean the good thing is in France you can find a way that you can still get your benefits so we find mm-hmm. an agreement so I didn't have to 
really quit quit but still I left the job and I was I felt such relief yeah. of like oh, now I'm just going to try to find the right thing after and the right thing will happen you know and then what happened like just three years ago when I was saying then I I find the courage to leave this relationship and it was really hard to do yeah and when my boss literally a few weeks later said Cecil, we really wanted to keep you but we can't justify to have you as a permanent contract and everything and we have to let you go and I felt you know what at first from one day I was devastated and the following day I was like Cecil, you know what you wanted to leave that job yeah it's like the universe oh god however you want to call this helped me it was like you wouldn't have the courage to have left the job mm -hmm. if they didn't do it for you because you've done already a big thing there. So it's like the universe saying to you, okay, so you've done this big job. We're going to help you. You're also going to leave the job. You're leaving the boyfriend. We're helping you. You're leaving the job. <laughs> Everything has to change in your life for the best. <laughs> and then yeah. things worked out. I'm not saying it worked out immediately, but yeah. things worked out. Yeah. Because sometimes you think, okay, I have to take a leave of face. And that's why I'm saying that I'm a really good guardian angel because I'm thinking, even if sometimes things are a bit tight on it, and like, but something happens afterwards. Yeah. And uh, and even if sometimes I'm thinking, guys, you know, with a, with the flat, when literally three days before I had booked the movers, I didn't know where I was going to go. Yeah. And I'm sometimes thinking, oh God, seriously, you leave it at the last minute. I'm literally like facing the like, uh, yeah. and then you're like, okay, nice, okay. <sighs> You good guys, you know, it's a yeah. bit like, but, but things worked out. I mean, yeah. and uh, I don't know if... How do you trust in, in that? <laughs> How do you... It's not easy, you know, because you have to take a risk. And yeah. sometimes it, it's hard and you have this negative thought. It's like, oh, but if I don't find a new job immediately, yeah. what's going to happen? I'm going to end up broke and then Alex is going to break up with me because I'm a loser. <laughs> and then I won't have a place to live. Oh, no, that's not. Sorry. I have a place to live. I can kick Eniku out, <laughs> but then she'll hate me. And then I'll be kicked out of the country. Yeah. No, but I think I have a great text. I don't remember the exact text, but I had it that... Um, a few years ago and it was posted on my wall it was about risk mm -hmm. and uh, in a nutshell he was saying if you don't take risk you don't live I mean yeah. and you can't love you can't hate you can't just you can't experience pain but you can't experience joy neither it's all this kind of like because it, it brings you know the yin and the yang yeah. and and so people don't take risks they have a life which is you know like average nothing special not good not bad and you're like you don't want that yeah. So, at the end of the day, we all sometimes have to take risks, and it's hard. I'm the same. Sometimes I'm thinking, oh, why, why did this happen? And then I don't have money to pay my rent, and all of this thing happened. But then, and I also learn myself, which is not easy, is to not be afraid to ask for help. Hmm. And that's not easy, huh? When you grown up, adult, yeah. and you have, you know, I had to ask my parents to help me sometime or thing like that, and it's not easy because. Sometimes I have to put my ego in my pocket, but I'm like thinking, you know what? Also, the people who love you, they were so happy to help you when you need it. Yeah. And and you, I also help people who came to me at different places in my life with different things. And you're like, if you you have the people who love you, also it's kind of like you you have to be able. And you also them saying, you know what? You have to be humble and say, here I need because. You do need help, whatever mm -hmm. the help is, and you you can't just all take on your shoulders and just like 
and just say, it's going to be okay, but it's not. Because you're like, okay, but maybe if this person can help me on that thing just right now. And and it's just the temporary phase. And uh, maybe later on in my life, I will be able to help that person for something else. Yeah. Or not. Or maybe you help someone else because it's like beautiful while yeah. we can give and take. And I've learned that. And it's not always easy. Yeah? Say, I need help. I need help. help. Yeah. But also that you know and uh, yeah and I, I was doing a little bit of voluntary work for um, uh, homeless shelter for a few months I've, 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 I've stopped because I was just too busy afterwards but like you also put everything in perspective and you're like I'm gonna be okay mm-hmm. I was like doing that even sometime when I was not working and I'm thinking I'm gonna be okay these guys they have it all they quite often don't have families or they're not talking to their family anymore they're in the street they have no job and you're like you know what I'm gonna be okay worst case scenario even like saying okay you can stay with friends you can stay with family someone can lend you money I mean you always have solution you go and say I'm gonna work in a bar for a few Mm -hmm. months you know I know it's like kind of like you always think okay I'm resourceful I will find I will find a way and and it, it puts things in perspective and yeah. you're thinking it's okay I mean like uh, and I'm feeling like sometimes I'm so privileged to be able to say I have people around me being family or friends who care for me and people I care for but also who care for me who, who would help me as need be so for instance what happened during the bad breakup is for a month I couldn't live there anymore mm-hmm. and uh, I literally and this, this was hard but I had to go and ask my some colleagues and some friends said hey can you put me up for like a few days by any chance in your spare, spare bedroom or on your sofa and sometimes people I didn't really know very well mm-hmm. so it just touched me to think like even people who don't really know you very well they're there to help yeah. and I've been touched by people kindness yeah. when you you when I was suffering since you see, of course you can do that and you're like wow yeah. and this is where you realize you know like you know, you know you know people are there for you and like okay yeah it's true and I, yeah uh, you know I was like touched by certain people I didn't really know very well who just said Cecile it's no problem you stay with us for a few days it's no problem <laughs> There's a storm going to happen. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's the universe. (laughs) It's God. (laughs) Um, I was talking about the the good human nature. Yeah. Because even in this this world where we see a lot of... We see, of course, like lots of bad people. I still believe... Myself, I still believe that human is good. And uh, and, uh, you have more good people than bad people in this world the thing is unfortunately is the bad people who get the the headlines in the yeah. news not yeah. the good people not yeah. the I call them the ordinary heroes and I like to think that there's so many ordinary heroes people who do things which are beautiful like even like it's about like helping your neighbor and buying and shopping once a week the old elderly neighbor I mean it's, it doesn't have to be something huge Mm-hmm. You don't have to volunteer and go to Africa for months. 
I'm thinking you have ways to just yeah. to contribute to small things. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> yeah, that does put things into perspective. Yeah. Oh, I should volunteer. <laughs> And I feel bad because I haven't volunteered for months. I literally left because I was like, I'm probably going to start a new job. And then my job was so crazy and intense. Mm. And then I just didn't go back. And I'm thinking, okay. <laughs> you know, so a lot of the people who were volunteering, they were themselves ex on right. or in kind of precarious kind of situation. And you're thinking, wow. I'm thinking like the, the little rich girl in, in, this, in this world. Yeah. And people just being nice and like thinking wow as I said some people said I want to be able to help them because I know what is, it's been now yeah. I may have a roof under my under, you know I'm maybe sleeping in a, in a house or something but then I know what it is I've been on the street I know what it is yeah and sometimes I feel so it can happen to anyone you can't judge anyone you can't judge anyone of their story because your people say oh it's lazy oh, no how do you know The person could have gone into drugs, be addicted, and his family is closed the door on their face, and they have no. You don't know the story of the people. So I sh you should never judge someone by yeah. like, like uh, by the book cover. I think, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you, yeah. you don't know. You don't know what people go through, and like, you know, that it could happen. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> I mean, I could talk to you for another two hours, but um, I think we should we should end it here. But first, before we end, ooh, we're gonna end too. <laughs> um, I I want to ask you two things. Okay, the kind of like a quick fire question. Um, do is there um, do you have like a morning routine? Is there something you do uh, in the morning to wake up in a great mood or to make sure that your day goes great? Um, I'm trying to meditate, but to be honest, I don't meditate every day. I would like to, because even if it's 10 minutes, usually it really helps me, uh, to be in a, in a really, really good place. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> We have a guest. <laughs> We almost finished. <laughs> so, so, um... So yeah, I try, I'm trying to meditate, uh, even if I don't do it every day. Usually it helps me to put me in a, in a, in a good mood. Uh, I've just started the morning pages, but oh, this yeah. is just, just started. Yeah. So um, I like to take my time in the morning to have my breakfast, my cuddle with my cat, mm -hmm. meditate. Um, yeah. That's kind of, I don't really have any kind of... Uh, And in the evening? Other ritual. Ah, yeah. Important in the evening. Ah. I have my gratitude journal. Okay. So I've been doing that for years uh, now. And so I have lots of notebooks. <laughs> all over. Filled with gratitude. So, wow. yes. And, um, oh, you know, our friend Elizabeth Gilbert, I know she mentioned that. So she took a gratitude jar. jar. Yeah, yeah I don't do jar. jar. And I've been doing it for years and I can't remember how I started, but like exactly when. And um, so every night, almost every night, if not I do it the second night, is I have my notebook next to my table and I do write my thanks. Mm -hmm. So it's just... Thank you uh, for all the good things which happened in the day. 
uh, is a fantastic exercise because you finish your day only focusing on something positive, on the things yeah. positive. And even in days where there hasn't been that good, you can still find some good things. And it's uh, it makes you notice more you do it and more you notice the good things happening in your life. And it mm. could be something silly. It could just be this cute boy. Uh, I don't know. This cute boy smile to me. Oh, it's sunny today. Mm. Or oh, um, I mean, it could be related to work. I had a good meeting, or someone just didn't send mm. me a nice email saying thank you. Or um, and it could be a big thing, you know. Oh, I love the the improv real soul we had tonight. I love the energy. Or I just receive a, a note from a friend and, oh, that's nice, that's sweet. Or, I mean, it's just, the thing is, they don't have to be big thing. It's just, it can't just be a big win, but it could be a small thing. I remember, you have some moments sometimes, and like, I remember like, um, I was just cycling and then there was a woman, a woman with a baby and the, the baby waved at me. <laughs> they was like, oh my God, this is so sweet. And all these things you yeah. start noticing. And it, it's what I said, it could just be, Oh, my cat, she was just nice when I came home. She was awkwardly when I needed a cuddle. I mean, yeah. it's all like, and you can always find something. Yeah. Even in the bad days. Or even in the bad days, sometimes you see, okay, I had a bad day, but my friend, X, were there for me when I, when I talked about it. Even if that's, you know, even yet I, I had someone I could confine to about that bad moment, yeah. at least, you know. Uh, yeah. You you can still find something positive. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so this is my night ritual. And it's like it's a good way to finish the day. Yeah, I have I have a gratitude journal next to my bed too, which I've had for a year now. But I I have moments of like yeah. where I really do it, and then suddenly like I don't do it for months, and then I do it again. And I I a hundred percent agree with you. Doing it at the end of the night, at the end of the day, is the best way to end your day. I really like even uh, me as well when I've had a bad day and I do do the gratitude journal I'm like suddenly like oh you know what it was still go, some good yeah <laughs> and, I, and you go to sleep feeling a little lighter and it's really nice so I uh, recommend to anyone that's true yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like it, and you don't have to write pages it could be three things yeah. just three small things yeah. and uh, and yeah I was talking to a friend once and she said to me oh my god you notice more things than I do and I said probably because of that oh. Like, I think I open up a lot more. I like uh, about things, yeah. good things. Oh, by the way, opening to sign, um, which is a nice thing also, which you want to, to close about the writing. I believe in signs and mm-hmm. I believe the universe can give you signs. And lately, uh, I think the, um, the feather for me is a sign of writing because the mm. uh, old-fashioned way you were using a feather, a feather yeah. to yeah. to write a plume a, a quill a yeah. quill yeah. but a quill was made with a feather yeah. so i don't know how but i started noticing i find feather on the floor and each time i find a feather on the floor it's always a seal it's a sign you need to write and the last just a few months i've noticing i'm finding more feather. yeah <laughs> i'm finding feather on the floor and each time it's like it's like a good wink from the universe saying cecile yeah. you need to write you haven't written you haven't sent your book to the universe <laughs> so you need to do it but like that you, you do yeah. not see this thing maybe before i would probably pass not nothing and now i'm just like this is a little sign that yeah yeah, yeah. wonderful 
I love I love signs. I love the universe. I love. Well, <laughs> I mean, sometimes I have issues, but you know, we've talked about it before. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking up at God or the universe or the source, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You said the last question. I don't. I don't remember. Um, um, no, that uh, it was a morning routine, the night, the evening routine. Is there anything that for you is non-negotiable in terms of self-care? Like you need to have one one day a month. You you need to have all your telephone communication off, or you always take a bath every Sunday, the fourth, or you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there something that you do that's really just for you? And it's non-negotiable. There's, there's no way that you would give that up. Or um, I feel quite lucky because I do take care of myself mm. and uh, I, I listen. I'll, uh, and the fact that I'm single and I live by myself also helped me to have mm. that freedom to to take care of myself yeah. compared to women for instance who have children who yeah. are like always juggling between lots of different things um, try to think <laughs> I mean I like to do uh, to go for a massage time to time it's not regularly okay. I think it's just a nice treat for instance for last time it was for my birthday I was like for my birthday I'm gonna book a massage yeah. for myself uh, and sometimes also to get um, your manicure yeah get your yeah. manicure just in a nice way I would probably say the Sunday morning I like my I like the Sunday morning to be able to chill and not to have to dress up mm. you know and feel like I can have time for myself and I've realized I think um in, in it's probably the moments i've used the most for my writing okay because i could just like just like chill and like you yeah. know write in bed or in my bin bag or even dances on the sofa or something but like and and just think there's no pressure it's sunday and uh yeah and i have to say that sometimes when there's just too many things happening over the weekends uh i like something this weekend you know what I don't have much plan and it's nice mm -hmm. to know I can take my time oh one thing yeah one thing important is going to the market ah I love going to the market on Saturdays and when I'm away at the weekend I can't mm -hmm. do it so I can oh, I miss it because mm. I love going to buy fresh fruit and vegetables and I love buying flowers mm, flowers there you go yeah. flowers is my thing and like I always have to uh, have to have flowers in my house And also, I know very well now the, the, the guy who sent flowers who likes oh, me. Oh, yeah, you so like, he likes me. me. Sometimes he <laughs> gives me free flowers. He tells me how beautiful I am. Anyway, so it's so sweet. But it's just like uh, bringing flowers to my house bring mm -hmm. me happiness. It's just like, oh, put a bunch of flowers in my kitchen, on my kitchen table, and one in my bedroom. So when I wake up in the morning, I That's have flowers. Yes, yeah, what I see. And you may see, oh, yeah. this is nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like flowers too. I don't buy them often enough though. We're in, we're in a country where they're cheap as well. That's true. That's so true. So yeah. we're like for three, four euros, you can have a beautiful bunch okay, of flowers. Yeah. Yes, true. Nowadays you're like... Uh, Which market do you go to? Tenkatestrat, uh, which is oh, next, yeah. next okay. to where I live. But you yeah. have like... Everywhere. Everywhere you live. In Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah. Shall we open? Yes. Oh my God. Do you feel good? 
Yeah. Do you feel good? Yeah. I wish I could speak more. I know, right? like, I know, I know. Well, we can definitely speak more off mic, but I think we should also schedule another one. Okay. I think I think we should schedule an episode just for uh, for talking about like universe and spirituality. Yes. Because I know that's a big thing for you as well, Mm-mm. and it is for me as well. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Why are you thanking me? Well, thank you for the exchange. It's really, it's really like, as you say, enriching and, and yeah. for me too. I mean, yeah. like, uh, uh, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Well, that was my episode with Cecile. Um, I am so glad that we got to do this. Getting to know Cecile has been a super rewarding experience for me. Um, and I'm really glad that we got to connect. And I'm really glad that I got to share this this chat with you listening. Um, I, hope, I hope, as always, that it's inspired you in some way. Um, if I may say so, the gratitude journal for sure. Anytime I've used it, um, it really puts you in a different space. So if you're looking for some new habit to form, try gratitude. Uh, You don't even have to do a gratitude journal just before you go to bed. Just list a couple of things that you're grateful for that day. And like Cecile said, it can be anything you want, any little thing. It really does... um, I've experienced it firsthand. It really does kind of change your mood. It's amazing. Uh, And the other thing that Cecile has inspired is to keep working on on the thing that excites you. So the fact that she's written a book and she's just done it. You know, she she didn't quit any jobs or anything. She didn't stop her whole life to write a book. She did it throughout her life, (laughs) you know? Um, She found the moments to do it. And I think that's... That's incredible. I can't imagine writing a book. I'd love to, but I can't imagine to write. I, I can't imagine finding the time to do it. But I guess that's a bit stupid because <laughs> I'm finding the time to record these podcasts and edit them. And I'm doing all of that in between jobs and on days that I'm off and finding the moments here and there to do it. So when you find something that you enjoy doing, you find the time to do it. And I, that's that's something that Elizabeth Gilbert also says in Big Magic. It's kind of like having an affair with the thing that you love to do. Uh, you know, when people are having an affair with each other, they always find a way to see each other, whether it's 15 minutes uh, on the corner of a street somewhere or whether they have more time. And it's the same thing with this podcast. And I'm assuming it's the same thing with Cecile when she wrote her book. You find you find the time to do it because that's you want to. You want to spend time with this thing that you're making and that's what I'm doing with this I love spending time making this I love editing it I love recording it and I love that you guys are listening to it so thank you um thanks and I hope you come back next time for my next episode thank you guys so much see you